Hello and welcome to another episode of Simple Stories. Today we will hear the story of Utsav Mishra. I have known Utsav for a decade now. Met him first at the campus of Irma where he fit every description of the classic senior from your hostel block. Always beaming with confidence leading from the front in every competitive activity in the campus. Doing the pep talk every now and then and then just being there ready to bail you out from all the tough spots down the line i don't think he has changed much when i saw him last deliver a ted talk he was pretty much the same an inspiration to those around him but there's one key difference to his school of motivation he keeps it very very simple and practical so as you listen to his life story i'm sure you'll also realize the sublime power of simplicity and keeping it matter of fact therefore sit back relax and enjoy one more simple story hi and welcome utsav bhai for to my podcast very very happy to have you here privilege is the word i would use uh, to start with uh, i'll give you a small incident uh, not just an incident but also you know an, an impression i'll say so you know when you go to a b school and you meet all kinds of people you know with different personalities and a different way of thinking uh, so i remember when i came across you in irma for the first time uh, the first impression which i had was yeah this is the kind of person who should be there in a b school is like a natural leader uh, you know a person who who is kind of it looked i like to be born to be a manager and then as things proceeded i saw and felt a lot of things you know we were where you were you know always in some form or other where you are always leading right so i thought you know this is the first question that i'll put to you that what i saw of you in irma that that passionate leadership on everything the smallest of thing have you always been like that or was it was it in irma that or at that particular age that you were like that okay so first of all thanks a lot shabir for uh, having me here um, it's my privilege to be honest and uh, whatever kind words you said about uh, me being there in irma and, and always leading um, i think um, rather than denying that i will say yeah i tried my best in whatever i did uh, coming on to the specific question was i always like that um, to be honest uh, i was uh, always proactive i would not say i would not like to use the word leader mm-hmm. but i was always action oriented i have always been action oriented in my life okay uh, whatever there are situations when things go wrong mm-hmm. uh, you can cry about it uh, but you cry for 5 minutes 10 minutes maybe mm-hmm. half an hour and for some people for 24 hours but mm-hmm. after that i always feel that there is some action which needs to be taken okay and uh, that is what i always did in my life before irma and i always tried to do it in irma also hmm. so wherever wherever there is an opportunity where i thought that my capabilities can be exploited hmm i always took the first step rather than thinking that oh what will what will what will it entail and uh, without being bogged down by the fear of unknown okay having okay. said that i always feel that leadership is not an all encompassing thing mm-hmm. sometimes you lead sometimes you follow mm-hmm. and i'm borrowing that from one of my current managers in one of our interviews and i really loved that approach okay a person is not always a leader i might be leading in field a you might mm-hmm. be leading in field b when i come to field b i mm-hmm. may choose to follow you and okay. if i do not have that capability to follow and yeah. inculcate something from a good leader which the, who has the expertise or the required skills for that field mm-hmm. i don't think that i'm doing justice i'm doing injustice to the whole program to the got whole it. field itself got it got it and also so when you were growing up were there certain people who you, you talked about yourself as somebody who is very action oriented not many people are was there some incident or some people who inspired you to become like that um i don't know i i do not believe in having idols to be honest okay. um i always think that you 
are your own idol and mm-hmm. you you learn a from something b from someone else and you cannot replicate a personality in your life so i was i was influenced by some of the people in my life some of the family members who made it big um but, but the i think the what i the the credit goes to my mother maybe who was mm-hmm. very very action oriented okay. and she 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 comes from a very small village and uh, she came to the city adapted um she she did, did the whole household work um mm-hmm. she was an active politician as well as a social worker oh, and okay. she just she just raised three of us three three kids were there and i was the youngest and um, she did everything from morning to evening she was so action oriented and she was so happy about all her actions that's mm-hmm. how i just got i just i just inculcated looking at her that that is that is how a person should be and well when i while the the other thing is that you talk about the principles i mm. always borrowed from my father but the action oriented approach i always uh, looked up to my mother and i still look up to her so you had pretty much of a school in your house itself yeah yeah, yeah. that is so always that's... there uh-huh. always there and i'm one thing i think uh, one if somebody asked me what is your biggest quality and i very um, unabashedly say that confidence is my biggest quality yeah i endorse that <laughs> yeah. uh, that is that is something that is something which was uh, my mother's gift to me wow. she there was there was never a thing where she said that i don't think i'm not sure whether i can do it or not hmm. so i don't think much about what will hmm. happen hmm. i just go with confidence and then figure hmm. things out perfect okay and that makes me very curious about uh, your parents you know so if we can maybe uh take us through a little bit about where your parents are from and uh, where they grew up and then how they met and then initial childhood days a little bit on on that side okay so um so i am the i'm the youngest of the uh, three siblings i have two elder sisters uh, and when i say elder they are much elder to me one is 9 years elder to me the other is 13 okay so which does not mean that i was the pampered child Uh, but you were not i was not i was not in fact i mean uh, my father is a more of a disciplinarian mm. says that if if there is a vegetable which is cooked today and you do not like it you do not eat it that day you eat tomorrow there okay. will not be so there will not be a different but you have to eat it <laughs> yeah, you have to eat it simple as that and and that so you 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 just you just hate those things when you are a child right yeah yeah <laughs> i don't like loki but i am made to eat loki those kind of things right but yeah but then, and i i can't relate to it you know because for me it was just the other way around yeah so for me uh, i remember lot many times when i would refuse to eat something and my parents would be fine have biscuit have cake so <laughs> i was that spoiled you were you were you were a lucky guy but that <laughs> that 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 upbringing uh helped me not become a fussy eater yeah so even today hmm. if whenever i go somewhere whenever there is food on my table yeah if the if the food is tasty if and i like it i eat it a little more if yeah. i do not like it i eat it a little less yeah but i am not the one who says that i don't eat this man that's big quality you know yeah. <laughs> it's a big big so, quality to have in you exactly so i am i am not i am food is fuel for me uh, if it mm. is there i am i am happy that food is there that's it mm. if we will there be next meal right you cannot yeah, i mean yeah. it it's one meal does not define your life and some it, it frees you right it just yeah. you just free from that entire exactly you are, you are free from that cognitive <laughs> load it is just like wearing that gray t-shirt every day because you yeah. don't have you have to make one decision less in the morning yeah so so that is one thing um, but coming on to the your coming back to your question your parents so, yeah, your yeah parents. my parents so my father was a government official where which which place Indian. so we we i was uh, i was born in a town called morena near gwalior mp okay uh, but uh, when i was 3 years old 3 4 years old we shifted to gwalior mm-hmm. and i was born i was brought up in gwalior completely okay and your dad uh, is from morena uh, my dad is from gwalior and that gwalior. is why we finally shifted to gwalior so okay. since this is this is not a public podcast and you may not know about this but i come from a very distinguished family so my so uh, uh, my uh, grandfather my father my my grandmother's brother 
वॉज लेट मिस्टर अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी ओकेमेंट Mm. but uh, mm. i met him many a time so mm. that that distinguished lineage was there in the family yeah um, and so father was a disciplinarian mother was uh, mother used to pamper a little definitely mm. and, uh, and your mother is from my mother is from a place called uh, oreya in up okay. it okay. is near it is J- jalon districts of up mm. Mm. Uh, it is in famous for decoits so <laughs> 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 Yeah, so my mother was very action oriented. My father is more of a strict guy, to, a strict person who goes to office, comes back. He was the provider of the family. He was in he, government services. He was in government services. He was in accounts, uh, an accountant general's office. Mm-hmm. But uh, my mother was the one who was responsible for all of us. Mm. What are we studying? Going to parents teachers meeting, mm. picking up from schools, giving us food, everything. Mm. She was the one who was responsible. Hmm. um it was a normal growing up kind of a thing i was um, i was very very good in studies when i was a child okay so and i used to be the school topper till class 10 okay but were you the nerdy type or were you the all rounder type no 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 the latter the latter always the latter okay so okay. i apart I, from I, you you excelled in studies and then what were the other things which I were i excelled in studies and i excelled in lot of extra curricular activities okay and which of them would have would have been extra curricular the biggest one was public speaking okay, okay. so i i used to be the uh, debater elocution yeah, yeah. so the leader was pretty much kind of pretty much apparent even then yes yes okay. that was that was that was always there mm-hmm. so i used to participate i used to enjoy it i was I used to participate in skits uh, dramas mm-hmm. a- anything which is related to speaking Okay. Okay. So, would you want to recount any particular memory of your childhood, which is very you are very fond of, and you revisit you revisit it again and again? Any particular incident in your school yeah, days? Yeah. Actually, school? yes. Uh, so there are one or two. I think one one is when I was the school topper in class tenth, hmm. uh, and uh, so my I always thought that there there is that board in school where everybody writes the names hmm. on. Uh, this year this topper so you you had that custom of writing the topper yeah, yeah, name yeah. i was i was i was in kv so i had uh-huh, my education uh-huh. with kendra vidyalaya from class okay. 3 to 12th and okay. there was this custom so i always used to think uh, whether my name would be there or not mm. but uh, i got that uh, recognition mm. and um, surprisingly after many years my two of my nieces went to the same school Hmm. And, uh, hmm. Okay, and they you, they had your name. name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> so that is that is look uh, that is some kind of an achievement you can say. Yeah. The other was that I used to, as, as I told you, I used to participate in elocutions a lot. Hmm. Hmm. English elocution was the one where I used to participate in like two three years. Two so years I did not win anything. Okay. But third year, I I won the first prize at the cluster level. Then I went to the state level. Mm. Then I won second prize there. Mm. So those were some of the moments which I still fondly fondly remember. And as a kid, usually people have certain ambition and dreams. You know, you want to be an astronaut or you want to uh, be a doctor. What what was it for you? I had only one dream. I wanted to join defense services. Defense services of always, of always. <laughs> I I was I I was never a nerd to be honest. Hmm. I I was that person who. So two three things were very distinguishing about my childhood. I tell you. Hmm. Hmm. First of all, that I used to study a lot, hmm. but I was never. I had lost your voice a little yes, bit yes. there. Huh. So I you was, said I was, I was you, a good student. Huh. But you studied a lot. Who studies regularly like a nerd who comes back and mm-hmm. three four hours studies never like that. Hmm. I was crazy about playing. Okay. I was crazy. 
Okay. And, and when when you say playing, you mean playing what? Cricket. It was full on okay. gully cricket. Okay. <laughs> and uh, when there was there were summer vacations, it used to start from five in the morning, hmm. and uh, then five six hours of gully, cricket in hmm. a, one of the grounds. Then we used to play some indoor games like chess in the afternoon. Hmm. When it comes evening, then we again used to play gully cricket. In hmm. night, we used to play hide and seek. I the only reason the only reason I was all. Ever beaten up or scolded by my parents is that I went to play and I never played. came back. <laughs> I played too much. <laughs> I played too much. I never came back. So there was there was a, there are many incidents where my mother and my two sisters used to start hmm. at eight hmm. a.m. to search for me and ask around where hmm. is he. Hmm. So that hmm. is one one feature. Hmm. The second thing is that I always was good at studies and I always knew what is teacher going to tell in the class. <laughs> I always knew it beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was teacher's favorite, and teachers used to tell me that you you should just shut your mouth. If you know, shut your mouth. Let others study. You're giving too many spoilers. <laughs> exactly, you're giving too many spoilers. <laughs> which which again now the way I I did not become a fussy eater. In this case, it it inculcated a very bad habit in me. Mm. Uh, mm. It made me think that you do not have to listen to what is being taught in the class. Ah, because you knew everything, anyways. Because I knew right. everything, <laughs> and I thought that this will continue. But but how did you know everything? Like, did you used to read the lessons? I used before? to study on my own, yeah. And I, mean, I found it not very tough, to be honest. Hmm. hmm. And I was very hmm. good, and I used to like all the subjects where you do not have to write much. Hmm. I love with maths. I don't like to write a lot of paragraphs and pages. And <laughs> I'm, I'm still I'm still that person who writes mails in point one, two, three. in okay. the organizations okay <laughs> so so i used to i used to know everything and that that made me think that i know everything for a long time mm. that is why the same trend continued in engineering i never listened to my professors <laughs> the same thing continued in nirma i never listened to my professors <laughs> <laughs> i was reading some main rand sitting at the back you having a name with you always helps sitting at the back you i was the back yeah yeah <laughs> So in in school, I was the one who used to engage the teachers in some high funder dialogue so that everybody else can chill. Uh, my, okay. my parents used to my friends used to bribe me. Arey, just talk to him. No, talk some alankars and big big things. <laughs> He does not focus on us. I was that person. Okay. Then again, engineering. So coming back to your question, I I would not mm-hmm. like to distract much. So I wanted to join defense services. Mm-hmm. Uh, after class twelfth, I appeared for NDA. Hmm. Uh, i was not successful one or two times i cleared it third time the written examination okay uh, i went for ssb in ssb i cleared first stage uh, i got rejected in the second stage ssb okay uh, after that i tried twice more and it's a combination of uh, a written and a physical exam right? yeah yeah so it's no, a com- I, i'm, it's, I'm it's not a aware of the... it's a multi stage process so first there is written examination hmm. then there are two stages of ssb So in okay. first stage, uh, in on the first day, many people go back. Hmm. Uh, after that, fourth day again, there is a combination of GD, uh, personal interview, so group activities, personal interviews, and psychometric text test. Hmm. And uh, so these three process, I I appeared thrice. I always got rejected in the second stage after appearing for five days. Hmm. So I've been to Bangalore SSB, I've been to Bhopal SSB, I've been to Allahabad SSB. So I hmm. tried my best, could not hmm. get through. so became mm. an accidental engineer because i had pcm okay and uh, mm. i did not know what to do so i oh. prepared for je then uh mm. I, mm. for a year i prepared for je and till 12th i did not study anything for engineering so i dropped a year mm. it was always after defense services so mm-hmm. year after 12 and prepared mm. for je i cleared the screening i could not get through mains mm. uh, but i had a good rank in state entrance exam Okay. So became an engineer, electronics engineer from there. Mm-hmm. During the engineering, I figured out that I did not want to write code mm-hmm. so for the rest of my life. And anyways, you had gone to engineering as a second choice, so to say. Exactly. It was not your exactly what you wanted. My life is full fully based on elimination. Uh, <laughs> <if> <laughs> defense did not happen. Engineering. Engineering. I cannot write code. Let's go for MBA. Okay. And then I went for MBA. Then I could not understand finance, so I thought let's do sales and marketing. Hmm. Hmm. So hmm. yeah. Okay. As you know, is history. Yeah, yeah. And I will talk. We'll talk a lot, lot about that. But I still want to be 
in your uh, in your days as a student sure uh, so uh, when you are doing engineering or uh, when you are doing uh, your mba uh, i believe that was also the time when india was changing in a big way right mm-hmm. so for all of us who were 90s kids uh, uh, that was the time when you know internet came more or less that was also the time when we we start started uh, shifting to uh, searching things online you know getting to see movies from abroad you know all those things were happening and in fact uh, now i look at look back and i find it a little surprising that you know, there is also a time when we didn't have communication as simple as today like we didn't have whatsapp and and all those things so did that transition somewhere have an have a, have an impact on you so for example you know you you, you we talk about the millennials and we got lot of our influences the way we think from the, that time of our formative year as we put it so uh, for you during your college days or during irma days if you were to uh, mention some of the influences which you had in the form of cultural influences so for example from the world of sports or from the world of entertainment or politics what what shaped your thinking and mind at that point of time so in engineering to be honest nothing shaped my mind other than <laughs> other than chilling out in the classes where, where did you study where, where were you i studying? i studied in a government college in gwalior in gwalior you were in your own city so you were a day scholar yes i am a day scholar yes ah, no, you you were not in hostel no, no, no that, that, that is absolutely a different game altogether and <laughs> exactly but I, by, but but uh, like by as a thumb rule my classes always started at 10 and mm-hmm. ended at 5:30 for my parents uh, okay okay yeah. so even okay. if there is no class i will religiously <laughs> go and spend time full day with my friends and my girlfriend mm-hmm. who is now currently my wife so okay okay you guys met in college is it yes yes wow that's a, that's a good that's a story i might have missed so thank thanks for mentioning it yeah and that's a that's an interesting story and we can actually talk about a little later we, we will we will yeah okay so so in engineering my my only aim was to get placed in an it company like wipro as you wanted to join an it company yeah because my my father clearly said that the the day the year i joined engineering the was the year he retired from his government job mm-hmm. and he said mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. after engineering you are on your own so i said theek hai bhai naukri karna padega kuch nahi kar sakte so my only the only objective was to get placed mm. uh, but mm. third year i actually and I, i used to study with my then girlfriend and mm. she said that i think we should go for uh, so you have you, you have batchmates in the same department same or class in, in the same class both of us are electronics engineers yes okay okay yeah okay. and uh, since both of us decided that i think we should go for uh, post graduate studies mm. both mm. of us started preparing for uh, cat okay and uh, she left midway because she thought it's not a her cup of tea hmm. she actually went to bits pilani for her mtech in embedded systems hmm. and uh, but i i carried on and i joined irma after that hmm. so hmm. my idea in engineering i just chilled those were the best days actually hmm. so i just chilled out with my friends and i did not do much hmm. just passed exams with flying colors hmm. i got placed in three companies Mm. none of which i joined yeah and, uh, apparently and uh, that was that was that was the end of engineering mm. and when i when i reached irma i met a lot of bright people mm. Mm. and i would, would you want to mention some of them because if they see this they will feel very happy oh yeah yeah my, i have a we have a core group <laughs> i'm still in touch with them uh, the my my batch topper surbi rohatgi was one of my dearest friends who used to take economic classes Hmm. Yeah, for hmm. us like micro and macro and i used to feel so stupid that i don't know anything <laughs> so she was the one uh, my other friend was there she was uh, aditi was there and then there's vamsi so lot of friends i'll, I'll, I'll make i'll make sure i tag them yeah do that <laughs> they'll be happy so yeah so those friends are there aparna so lot of friends were there and i used to study together but i hmm. i in irma actually i always felt See, I, a, I could not hmm. uh, make some very lofty goals because hmm. I hmm. always had my feet on on the ground. Hmm. I always wanted to be. I was always a person here and now, hmm. and I wanted to actually achieve whatever is available first. Hmm. 
they think about other things hmm. because hmm. that is the kind of atmosphere i came from yeah not, practical and yes yeah, exactly. the discipline it was not a family which says ke if you are good in sports you just pursue sports there is hmm. no option you have to study that's it hmm. even if you want to be a painter you get a job and then become a painter yeah <laughs> so hmm. so coming on to your question what influence just was that there is a there is a lot of entrepreneurship actually which was going on yeah i, yeah. I actually thought about it a lot but as, as i told you there was no resources to start right out hmm. and uh, and also at that point of time this entire today what we call the startup culture ecosystem yeah it, it didn't exist it was maybe i will say it was an egg which had not incubated at all <laughs> so Correct. so yeah yeah so but that is what so you, the, the idea was, was to the idea was to actually get placed hmm. in a company hmm. good brand name which can provide you a good launching platform in sales and marketing okay and that is why i chose amul to start with hmm. it is a big brand name. the only the other thing is that to be very honest uh, even after spending 2 years with them i could not understand development sector much because i was a very very practical person and i was like tangible results kahan hai ye kya ho raha hai kuch acche samajh nahi aa raha hai so how about your field work and your or internships what what no, was I, i i enjoyed that i understood that but somehow i i was never a person who felt very motivated to join development sector hmm. i somehow related it with a sector where people are working because they are very very passionate and uh mm. but i never thought that it is a sector which is measuring outcomes on an excel sheet and pie charts and graph which made mm. me really uncomfortable okay because you were that methodical i was that person i'm i'm a very i'm tilted towards that rational wala thinking mm. so mm. i was like no i don't think this is meant for me i mm. i can understand revenue i can understand profits mm. i can mm. understand the market share but hmm. how many beneficiaries and this and that and i cannot write reports yeah which yeah. is a big part so i yeah. thought nahi ye to nahi hoga kuch aisa karte hain jisme clear pata ho ki x hai aur x se 2x leke jana hai hmm hmm concrete so, objective okay yeah okay. very very objective hmm. yes okay so uh, so that led you to amul yes and and, and then then what happened and then uh, i worked with amul for 4 years in different capacities in indore and bangalore uh, amul is a very good organization uh, mm. when it comes to serving the farmers uh, but uh, the organization is a very old organization mm. and it has its shortcomings in terms of uh, mm-hmm. but if it was to be overhauled which you'd want to say that you kind of uh now that you have you know gone ahead and explored so much more in the industry in different sectors uh what would you say makes amul what it is today like you know this giant behemoth and despite all that uh, uh lack of i'll say you know very uh, very micro detailed functions or or systems it still is a it's a it's a runaway success and has always been right would would you want to you know based on your experience share why what makes it a such a big success see two three things uh, mm. the first is the uh, demand for milk and milk products in a society yeah. in in a in a country like india where the where mm. pe- most of the people consume vegetarian diet mm. Mm. so milk is always a supplement that yeah. if you if you have one glass of milk no your mother will always say ek glass doodh piyo bachpan mein wo sab usse sab theek ho jayega right <laughs> yeah yeah so that it can cure everything so that is yeah. sanity so hmm. that is one thing which leads to a lot of it, demand it leads to a lot of demand for milk products the second factor is kurian who hmm. established such a big brand hmm. that nobody even comes close hmm. they started so early that they have the first movers advantage yeah yeah, yeah. uh the third thing which actually helps amul is that amul has worked a lot on the input side so the milk is getting mm. it is not only a sales and marketing agency mm. it is working equally in the production of milk yeah so uh, the cattle feed artificial insemination so every year the milk production is increasing yeah and it is a unique model mm. which is providing the highest price of the mm. raw material to its producers mm. and providing the maximum value to consumers absolutely yeah. it is 
there is no other model which does that it's only a cooperative model so generally when when you provide value to your customers mm-hmm. you squeeze the costs you do here yeah. you cannot squeeze the costs because mm-hmm. you are taking milk from the farmer yeah and they, they provide are remunerative prices and mm-hmm. that is the core that's the core yeah it is the core mm-hmm. the fourth and the last thing which makes amul a big success is the segregation of the elective body and the professional management mm-hmm. that so there is the cmmf exactly so there is a there is there is an elective body which starts right from village mm-hmm. then to district and mm-hmm. then to the whole gujarat cooperative mm-hmm. societies mm-hmm. where the elective elected representatives are there mm-hmm. to address the issues in their board meetings mm-hmm. but there is a separate body of professionals dairy mm-hmm. professionals who are working only on the basis of the data sets and the yeah. other things which cannot be decided just on the instinct so these are the four distinguishing factors absolutely no, i agree with you being myself being there i can absolutely relate to each thing that you said um, and one more thing which i always felt about amul was the fact that they have always been very consistent uh, when it comes to the branding when it comes to you know what they are saying the story which they are telling to the right. to to the entire in, entire country i have not seen it changed and uh, and i and i see this very rare uh for for a brand you know because usually you know every every other brand in coming up with some new campaigns their entire uh, marketing strategy changes but for amul i don't see that has happened and somewhere i think it has kind of worked for them well but anyways we will will we'll move to your life uh, and i know that after amul you had a, a very interesting set of uh, career choices and you moved on and, and went to some you know interesting places so let's talk a little bit about that Sure. Um, so after Amul, spending four years with Amul, I thought that it's time to move on and explore something else. Mm-hmm. And since FMCG sales was my domain, the next company was Bajaj Consumer Care, mm-hmm. um, where I started selling Bajaj Consumer Care products like almond drops, hair oil, Brahmi Amla, and other things. Mm-hmm. I spent some close to two years there, and that was the end of my FMCG stint. And then the startup bug bit me, and I went to a place called Travel Yari. where i was heading their b2b sales it was a completely different industry but somehow yeah, yeah. i mean i i've always been the person who first of all i have been a rebel i i do not believe in i'm not a conformist mm. so if somebody says that oh if after bajaj you will join a company like travel yari it is like a big loss in brand value Mm-hmm. you may not move to a good company later on it is very mm-hmm. difficult as mm-hmm. a let's challenge it yeah, yeah let yeah. me see i don't think let's, so let's if you challenge work, the right ways exactly <laughs> if you if you if you work well you can move from anywhere to anywhere absolutely, absolutely. i just do not believe in those notions mm-hmm. and second is i am a person of breadth till mm-hmm. now till mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. uh so i want to do many things i don't want to yeah. be a scientist who spend some 20 years mm-hmm. on one problem deep and then come out with something crazy and mm-hmm. win a nobel prize mm-hmm. um, it is definitely personal choice it is a matter of temperament mm-hmm. what kind of person you are i am mm-hmm. uh, people enjoy depth also and i do not uh, challenge that mm-hmm. but i am a person who wants to do many things in life and i i believe life is too short actually to try many things yeah. so i worked in fmcg i have worked in cooperative i have worked in travel yari then i went to swiggy as per mm-hmm. years with swiggy mm-hmm. and then i took a three month break and then i decided that i want to work for social impact so i'm currently mm-hmm. now with the nudge foundation mm-hmm. and working for poverty alleviation mm-hmm. um, when i interviewed for nudge foundation they asked me why do you want to do that and i said to be honest no strong reason <laughs> i don't want to make lofty promises that i will come and change the sector or mm-hmm. um, i will whatever i mean i have a very strong intent mm-hmm. but i think that uh, i have a decent enough intent to make mm-hmm. some social impact it has always been there on the back of my mind mm-hmm. and i have done things like counseling advising people i became yes, certified yes. psychologist yeah i would want to know about that uh, that so, it has uh, been going on You so I don't know where there. I'll move from here. Yeah, and and so many other things, you know, we have not mentioned. So I'll remind you, you you went ahead and you did a TED talk, and then you had a, a, a 
a firm where you were doing life coaching if i if i'm yes. right yes so can you talk about that also a little bit so the the idea was that i always had and this and all this happened while you were in uh, swiggy Correct. Or, or that so, at least. Yeah. So basically, it was always going on. I always like to help people, and uh, somehow, Lord, uh, I am that four AM friend. Of, okay. Uh, yeah. People. You like being that. Yeah. I I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, yeah. I I remember because I, there was a point of time when you had posted something, and it kind of really stood out because people don't write something like that. That you know, right. anyone, that you just feel like talking to me, tell me, and and I'll I'll spend that time. Yes. and that's very some that's some that's something very rare you don't you don't you know read that coming from people you know who are already immersed in full time job and you know who who has a family so what where does that come from see the thing is that i always i i always had this mindset that uh, you need mm. to help people who are uh, who need help mm. and uh, i would not like to use the word that oh who are suffering or who whatever it may be anything it may hmm. be a poor person it may be hmm. a very rich person also hmm. Hmm. might have mental troubles hmm. but you need to exploit your capabilities and i somehow figured out with my friends and acquaintances hmm. that uh, i am that person who can advise people who can counsel people people hmm. feel pepped up after talking to me people feel yeah. nice they would like to confide in And you have a knack made, you have this yeah, knack for sure i have a knack for sure mm-hmm. so and everybody confirmed that and i thought mm-hmm. that okay why not put it to use so mm-hmm. i took a course in psychotherapy it mm-hmm. was a classroom program on weekends it was okay. a one year course i did that course got myself certified as a psychotherapist okay. and i started counseling people pro bono then i created my social media does it does it cost something like somebody let's say wants to become a teacher uh, does it, it yes yes it is a, the course has a fee how much would be around right so it is it is so many academies charge different so hmm. you can choose the one where you ever wherever you are comfortable hmm. some hmm. some people also do online so it hmm. just completely varies Hmm. um so once i became a psychotherapist i started counseling people pro bono i hmm. felt that there is a strong need and i still feel that uh, one thing which is highly needed is the attention on mental health uh, hmm. it is still a taboo and yeah, yeah pretty much most yeah. of the time now you are try- we are trying to remove the taboo that uh, you should talk about mental health you should hmm. talk a lot about that but the problem is that people are not able to identify or recognize the need to talk to a therapist or someone Would you be able to share some thoughts on why why that is like that? Absolutely. Like really, you, you have so many other elements. So yeah. you know, your entire body is all you know carbonic elements. Uh, things can go wrong, and I think you know you have something wrong with the kidney, your lungs. It's it's all seen as you know it's just completely it's normal. Yeah, normal. The moment you talk something to do with the brain. people freak out <laughs> yeah you are you are you are you uh, you are cuckoo in the head or have you gone mad or yeah, something like that ha uh, that entire shame thing would you because you have dwelled on this in i'll say in a more serious way than most people do uh, would you have some thoughts on where it comes from see uh, i believe that i actually gave it a lot of thought and uh, i believe the biggest factor is intangibility what do you mean by that and i say that for example uh, if you are fat hmm. if you are obese hmm. what will you do you will hit a gym yeah yeah you okay. will when you go for the first day they will measure your weight they will measure all the your biceps your chest everything right hmm. yeah and after a month or two they will measure it again and you will see a reduction that yeah. i became 75 from 80 yeah uh, my waist became 30 Yeah, you can you can measure right. it you can measure the it the minutest details yeah how about mental health hmm it's very vague you can't frankly you can't so you so you come to a therapist you talk to him you feel nice hmm. after a session or two hmm. unless you are a person who values it a lot hmm. you will hmm. think that this 1000 rupees per hour a session is not hmm. helping me hmm that is that is one thing also when you, when you say that you know this that this thing again you know it comes to my mind again and again that uh, when it comes to uh, getting mental health treated through through a therapy i somewhere feel that it is very expensive in our country or 
globally also um, is is that something that can change is is it also one of those industries which is waiting for disruption i'm i'm talking this from mostly from a business perspective that you know you have been in startups do you see this space being disrupted and mental health becoming uh, available at a throwaway price and becoming very very simple and easy to get because that is also something that can remove the taboo if it's easily available so your thoughts on that see i think uh, india does not score very high on this supply of mental health uh, professionals so Absolutely. we are very low in that so in yeah. number of people the mental health professionals i do not remember the exact statistics mm-hmm. but we are low and i have mentioned that in my tedx talk also mm-hmm. uh, your, your at tedx at the same time mm-hmm. yeah so at the same time Mm. i believe that now there is a lot of influx of mental health professionals and you will see a lot of apps mm. websites yeah it out there's mm. in that where you can mm. just book a session and talk to a therapist mm. i believe the demand is also an issue now i would okay. like to draw a parallel with the physical health you said that if you are have a kidney issue it is considered normal but yeah, if it's a brain issue it is not considered normal yeah how many of how many people in mm. our country what percentage of people go for a preventive health checkup every 3 month or 6 months i would uh, say it would be extremely low very and low I'm, i would not just, say even 5% uh, and, and, of people yeah and i'm just saying it from my own experience that you know i am somebody who's i have a masters degree i am apparently right. you know educated and you know a working professional i haven't gone for it ever exactly <laughs> and so i now, know you have many like me I I have not heard my colleague saying you know I'm going for a regular health checkup. Nobody says that. Yeah, yeah. So when do you go? When mm. it becomes a so bad that yeah. it starts your day it starts disrupting your disrupting your day to day functioning. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. And the same happens for mental health. Hmm. Mm. Till the time you do not become dysfunctional. Hmm. now there 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 are it branches out in two ways hmm. so first of all we are not doing preventive therapy anywhere either in physical or mental so that that parallel is same hmm. now once you reach a point where it becomes very difficult hmm. then physical has a very straight line you go to a doctor yeah you get checked yeah in mental health then there are two kinds mm-hmm. one is the at that point of time they decide to go for therapy Hmm. the second kind even after that they do not decide to go for therapy hmm. second set is because of the tab okay. okay so it is not it is not right to say that everything is because of tab hmm. we yeah. are not taking care of our physical health also yeah if you see yeah, yeah. we are not we are not, we are not. that is why we are not taking care of mental health also hmm. the second thing is by doing this mental regular checkups in your physical health if hmm. your iron is less what will you do you will start iron supplements right you, you will yeah but if you do not go to a therapist for your mental health you will never come to know that you have this deficiency mm. that your outlook towards people is not of gratitude but of uh, suspicion mm. Mm. you do not cure it because you do not see the direct results mm. you you do not know how many people you have pissed off mm-hmm. in the last one year mm. because you have some deep underlying problem which mm. manifests itself in a way that mm. people get pissed off yeah <laughs> okay you think that oh why all the traffic is coming why way but you mm. are not trying to dive deep that you could be the reason you mm. could be the reason and mm. that that therapist is the person who helps you explore i believe that whoever has the resources i'm mm. not talking about people people are some people have difficulty mm. in actually arranging their food yeah twice a day yeah. i would not talk like to talk about them they have different difficulties but people mm. who have resources mm. just for their spiritual development they should see a therapist regularly and work on themselves okay. be a better person no so you are just the way we should go to a doctor once a just for the overall checkup not Same. for curative but preventive got that got that got that and and it makes so much sense makes so yes. much sense but if the, you do not have a problem go once go once in a month just if you have, have a problem go once a week mm. but have a therapist it, it is in our country it is like that mm. if you see mm. in us or other european countries everybody has a shrink and it's a yeah. fad i have an appointment with my shrink is a very 
being uh being born i'll say that is the time when you were there and uh now you are in a organization which is in the area of social impact so do you think that as you were talking earlier about in irma days you know when you felt that there is little uh, of uh, there is not as much prevalence of measurements and you know objectivity and and a goal oriented or a target oriented culture in in the, the non profits so uh, do you see the the startup culture somewhere making some dent into the social impact sector in any way are are these industries talking to each other or do they still all work in silos definitely they are talking to each other in uh, what in fact the the organization which i work with works like a startup uh, mm-hmm. it is it is not an organization um, it is a very high intensity fast paced organization mm-hmm. um, it has it has people who have pedigrees from isbs bits i am everywhere mm-hmm. and, and the style of functioning would the style of functioning is swiggy? yes it is it is just like that mm-hmm. but but uh, there are some underlying values which may be a little different uh, like empathy uh, for your colleagues for your mm-hmm. teammates mm-hmm. Uh, for the organization mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. honesty towards your purpose mm-hmm. all these things definitely matter mm-hmm. uh, the the coming back to your specific question where you said that is it i am think i believe that things are getting better mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. um and when you say better you mean things what 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 makes it better i'm i'm saying that the whole ecosystem is evolving okay uh, the the public private partnership is happening a lot more which is making a difference mm-hmm. uh the the we are moving from uh, the direct impact in terms of the number of beneficiaries to some systemic change which can affect policy uh, we are measuring the outcomes uh, more rigorously uh, we are trying to focus on areas which can help us reach long term objectives rather than just uh, giving food to x people or sponsoring this to similar to the example which you said earlier you are now going preventive rather than exactly uh, so <laughs> we so every every sector we are evolving and i think mm-hmm. social sector has a lot of it has a big role to play mm-hmm. um, because not 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 only government can do everything mm-hmm. you need a lot of micro measures here and there mm-hmm. to actually take care of things mm-hmm. so this the and you see there are articles if you search Mm. lot lot more people are actually moving to social sector uh thinking okay. uh, questioning their uh, but then when you, say, when you say lot of people so you know i have you, you have an organization like the nudge which uh, so far that i have scanned stands out to be one unique organization you know who is having a certain uh, approach to social sector do you have more such examples of organizations who are for have a, having a having an alternate way of looking at social sector and working in i think there are many if you just if you just go to nudges incubator incubators and accelerator uh, organizations there are many small organizations uh, which are trying to make an impact here and there uh, mm. there are lot of i am currently working in the field of agri and there are a lot of agri tech startups which are trying to work for small and marginal farmers mm-hmm. so the the organizations if you see that it is it is not only a startup boom in the corporate sector mm-hmm. it is a startup boom in social enterprises sector also that's exactly what i wanted to hear yes okay. yes 100 you, you see that happening you are on Definitely. the ground and you see that's happening it's happening a lot more and mm-hmm. it will increase many fold mm-hmm. because lot of good people are coming of okay. this sector mm. actually want to make a difference and those are these are they are, they are not only the people who have worked for like 50 years now have accumulated a lot of wealth and now just do mm. want to do something mm-hmm. a lot of young people who are leaving their pushy jobs and thinking that they have to make a change 
So okay. good people are coming, and when good talent comes in in a sector, they they find a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So five or ten years down the line, uh, where do you see all this influx of you know good, great talent and a fresh approach to looking at social problems? How do you see things moving uh, in in an area of your choice? You know, you could call it education or just entire governance. How how India will be a little different from today, ten years from now, because of all the changes which you see happening. You you took me back to the question: How do you see yourself five years down? The line? <laughs> and uh, and I'm I'm highly skeptical of answering that question because if somebody uh-huh. asked, I would not have thought that I'll be working with Nudge Foundation had somebody asked me five years ago. Yeah, yeah So yeah. it's very difficult with the kind of technological changes which are happening. Everything mm. is changing really yeah. really fast. Hmm. but if you ask me 5 years down the line and or 10 years down the line hmm. i believe that uh, there will be a lot of uh, interaction among the sectors i think okay. uh, the partnership will play a key role and when hmm. i say partnership it is it is happening even now with the hmm. government and the private agencies sectors and everything but i think it can happen a lot more you go up but only when there is an integrated model when the when the government uh the social sector the corporates mm. the philanthropists everybody will come together, come together and try to address the problem in a very mm. structured fashion rather than just having an operational plan as very short term plan mm. uh, i'm seeing it happening a lot more mm. and uh, i'm very optimistic about the future also okay so and and on the same thread if you were to uh, meet somebody who is in their early 20s today and you know they are going to a b school or a development school uh, with the intention that they want to use their uh, their uh, working life in in making a difference in in the social impact sector what are some i will not ask you you know what what they need to do i'll just say what what are some skill sets which you definitely feel they need to adopt right now so that they can make a difference when they graduate i think uh, one of the most important thing is that they need to be aware as to what exactly is happening in the sector and what is what is the best use of their temperament so uh, a lot of people i believe that uh, and that led me to that course also which i uh, ran last year life 101 mm-hmm. i believe that a lot of people waste a lot of time in like 4 5 6 years of their career mm-hmm. to figure out exactly what they want to do karna kya hai and karna kya hai is a big 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 problem and it is true even for uh, premium premier school mbas and true for a very i mean a universal problem average job so i think in terms of skill sets skill sets will be i think the biggest skill set can be to how do you connect the dots is i think this is the this is going to be the biggest skill set which is which is needed mm. and uh, it might sound a little uh, of a soft skill but mm. i believe that it is a skill which can be practiced how do mm. you connect things so that you can actually derive a non linear output rather than a li- linear output that if i do mm. x why mm. will happen that is a very linear kind of an input mm. output equation mm. but what if a b c come with x mm. will you be able to derive y plus a lot of a big delta y mm. so that is that is a big thing the second thing is the the imagination mm. the how do you imagine things it is people say that discoveries or the it just happens by chance i do not believe that i mm. think it is it is just a practice I, every business is made out of a problem mm. so mm. if you yeah, if you go out to the street and mm. do you, you see 10 problems do you do you ever think that is there a way to solve that problem mm. if you just try to mentally iterate some 100 times to solve this 100 things in your mm. own way do not make a business out of everything mm. but if you just do that there is a high likelihood that when you encounter the one zero first thing hmm. something will occur to your mind so i think that and technology will play a big role in okay. social sector also hmm. technology will going is going to play a big role i will not say that everybody needs to learn coding uh, 
but i will say that uh, <clears throat> i but think if if you are a coder will you be doing will you be better off in the social sector i i'm not sure to be mm. honest i'm not mm. sure mm-hmm. i think saying that everybody needs to learn coding uh, will be a big sweeping statement mm. i would say that uh, people there will be some jobs which are will still be me- meant for people with good interpersonal skills extroverts there will be jobs which will be based completely on the coding skills there will mm. be some other jobs which will be based on something else mm. maybe the knowledge of law or something mm-hmm. uh, but uh, yes definitely a lot of jobs will get automated for sure mm. because artificial intelligence will affect yes, is very, every, everybody in a big way the only thing which i feel um, it's very difficult is the empathy which is present in social impact uh, <laughs> i don't know if we are going to make machines which will be empathetic also it's, if we are able like to yeah it sounds like a tough one but if we are able to do that then there will be a big job loss in social sector <laughs> <laughs> so from that prospect uh, i think social sector is the safest um yeah if you think so <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah yeah uh now uh, moving back to you and you know specifically to you so uh, one a little bit more about that live 1.2 and i think you also launched a, a second version two of that course right uh, if you could describe in brief what what the thought behind that course is and why somebody if they were to take it why would they take the thought behind that course is that there are a lot of things which we uh and never think about consciously but they affect uh, the way you are mm. uh, as a person internally the way you come across as a person mm. that is it affects your identity it affects your image mm. effect affects a lot of uh, things in your life uh and i wanted to and i thought that there is no blue book which is there for that kind of a thing okay um when it comes to counseling it is more about one specific issue mm. that uh, okay i am feeling this problem uh, i feel no i am not valued somebody says i i am in love with someone but my parents are getting me married somewhere else mm-hmm. these are some specific problems but if you see that most of the counseling which happens in our country is curative mm. so i thought mm. why not run a preventive course which can help people understand themselves So in that course i talked about issues like happiness i talked about issues like marriage mm. talked about uh, envy uh, i talked about uh, competition mm. so all these issues were addressed and it was a very participative it was a socratic sure. method uh, mm. where you actually come up with arguments and just peel the onion and onion and find out exactly what was your experience and mm. then as a group we arrive on some final thing at the end of each session that mm-hmm. okay this is something which we agree as a group mm-hmm. or we may choose to disagree also mm-hmm. we we'll take up in the next session mm-hmm. so those are some of the things which i always wanted to address because uh, people i i somehow feel that i mean not being uh, judgmental here but i don't think people have those kind of paraphernalia to make the right decisions in life mm-hmm. like like who tells you what to look for in a partner when you decide to marry nobody 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 yeah if you are if you are in an arranged marriage the oh, the girl or the guy is good they are earning good money family is good let's get them married yeah yeah does is that the only thing which is needed no who tells you how to choose your profession um how do, just go with the flow you, exactly everybody like writes about happiness being supreme do thing more of things what you like these mm. are very superficial things to say but mm. if you think about what exactly makes me happy what are some four or five things mm. and you will find that you are doing 100 other things but not concentrating on those four or five things yeah which actually make you happy yeah and that is happiness itself is a goal or peace of mind is the goal and happiness is a by product so mm. th- these are the these are the questions which i try to answer through that course mm. that's super super interesting and how much time does it involve this this course how much time does it it was it was for a eight se- it was an eight session course and this session was one and a half hours okay and it runs through a, some two months three months it it runs through one month 
four okay. weekends eight classes perfect perfect and and i hope you plan to continue this because i sound i like am i am thinking of doing that but the only thing is that i do not get the time these days so <laughs> let's, let's yeah 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 okay no but i i i i hope you you do continue because this is this sounds like something that's required yeah so, it's 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 an actual need of the society uh i'll now put the last question because i know that uh, we have gone beyond that one hour which we which we said we'll talk sure. right? it's already one 1.15 uh so the one last question is uh do you have some bucket list for the 60 year old utsav and how many of them are still to go Oh, I think a lot of them. <laughs> I'm sure. But I do not. I'm sure, I, I, to, I'm sure it must be one huge bucket. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a big bucket. I don't think that a bucket will be. Talk about uh, two or three of them, which are. Sure. Which have, which so bucket list is, is a bucket list is a is a really abused word because uh, <laughs> I, I, I get really, I, I get jitters give, when I give see. Give your alternative. Give your alternative. Yeah. I, I get some other word. <laughs> yeah, I get jitters when people post on social media that they are at the top of Eiffel Tower, and this was in my bucket list. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> did you announce it some time ago and then achieved it? So now, not exactly a bucket list. There are some things I want to do as a person. Um, mm. I want to travel. I love traveling. I know that. Last yeah. one or two years, I have not traveled much. So yeah. both I, my wife and I love traveling. So there are some places I want to go. Is there some location which which is you know for both of you you really want to go and uh, she, so far haven't. So um so my partner is interested in the architecture. So she mm. wants to go to Egypt and other places. i am more of a person who is close to nature so i want to see northern lights i want to go to alaska mm-hmm. one time mm-hmm. i want to go to some far fetched place so mm-hmm. these are some things um i follow tennis so i want to be at wimbledon someday are you sure uh, yeah exactly <laughs> okay. before before federer and rafa retire so i should be there and uh, i don't have a to be honest i, I never make a bucket list yes i i love flying so trying to maybe in a few years trying to get a private pilot license and fly oh, an airplane have have you done that in some way already no no i wanted to, i thought that defense services will take care of it it did not <laughs> <laughs> it looks like i'll have to spend some money for it you have to do it on your own <laughs> exactly and i want to create a lo- a big big social impact to hmm. be honest i in, do not in, want to put talk a talk more about it i question. do not i do not want to put a number to it but in which area in what way what form how do you visualize it is it is evolving it is evolving mm-hmm. uh i am not sure where i will go uh, a mm. specific area i cannot say uh, i mean just uh, from the bottom of my heart that i am passionate about mm. particularly education or healthcare or something mm. Uh, mm. but i think that um, uh, public policy development economics is area i am getting highly interested in Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know if I am the researcher kind of a person. Irma, Irma professor will be very proud of this. Yeah, yeah. Finally, after a decade. घर वापस आ गया. Exactly, घर वापसी. So yeah, I I would like to do something of that sort, which can create a big impact. Mm. And uh, mm. I'm not mm. trying to talk about a global impact, but even if I do something for the country, mm. I'll be I'll be happy and proud. so that that is definitely one goal uh, mm. not mm. like a mercedes kind of a goal i do not have those and i want i, I am a person who actually loves balance in life mm. so 60 year old utsav if you ask me mm-hmm. i want to be healthy first of all mm. mentally mm. and physically mm. and do you 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 take out time for that yeah yeah i do that you ensure what what do you do um it's a mix i sometimes do yoga i sometimes do running walking is every every day i do at least for an hour so that is something i always do uh, so health is number one priority mm-hmm. even if everything goes away so that is one perfect, perfect. the second sense. is i want to be surrounded by my loved ones because mm-hmm. nothing is you cannot survive without love that is one big thing how many friends friends do you have oh i have a lot of friends and i am in touch with them, them all the time my okay. irma group is intact i talk to them very regularly mm-hmm. uh, i have my engineering friends mm-hmm. and we still meet we go on trips mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. i generally i am a person who go on trips not only along with my wife i generally mm-hmm. take a group and just go mm-hmm. so 
Hmm. I I I want to be I I cannot live without friends, family, loved ones. That is hmm. that is no uncompromisable for any other goal. Yeah. Second is health. And third is this social impact goal. I do not have anything else. These three things are, if I achieve, hmm. in balance, I think I'll be. We we'll meet a very happy six-year-old self. Yeah, yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I mean, if both of us survive and make it, maybe we'll we'll do a round two <laughs> at when you are sixty. <laughs> I would love to do that. Actually, uh, we will. Uh, it's like the friends reunion where we yeah. can just play it and see that, that. Oh my God, how stupid I was when I was thirty-four. Yeah, in fact, I I think about that, you know, because I look at some of my uh, Facebook posts of last ten years back, and I was like. It's, I feel like cringing. What was I writing? I I I I feel that all the time. And uh, I read somewhere that if you are not doing that, it means you have not grown. So okay. I think the right place. Good. Thank you. It makes me feel a little better, but better. still, I was. I keep thinking what what was wrong with me at that point of time. So I just wish you know when I look back at this podcast, I don't know how I'm gonna feel. Uh, just what how stupid my questions were, but. i think you know other other aspects as long as you are enjoying it is giving you know having fun with it doesn't matter it, yeah yeah allow yourself to be a little stupid at times not everything is attached <laughs> to a cost benefit yeah yeah and not everything is attached to cost benefit i think that could be shall i make it the topic or or the name of this of this episode <laughs> <laughs> you can say so i believe in that yeah yeah your entire story kahin na kahin it is about this yeah yeah so with this i'll stop the recording and i'll again formally thank you uh, had a good time uh, got to know a lot of fun fun things and new things about you uh, which kind of uh, makes uh, makes me more fond of you <laughs> anyways i was a fan <laughs> you know that uh, very happy and thanks so much for this pleasure was all mine thank you for having me thank you thank you